0: No matter if points are gained or points are lost, there will be much to discuss. For analysis regarding tonight's Winnipeg Jets game, here are Dave Manuk, Ezra Ginsberg, and your host, Drew Mandel. The Illegal Curve post-game show starts now.
1: And for the first time since the year 2015, the Winnipeg Jets are atop the standings in the NHL with the most points. 54 points in 38 games played by virtue of tonight's 3-1 victory over the Anaheim
0: Ducks. Shabbat shalom.
1: Shabbat shalom to you too, Mr. Ginsburg. Shabbat shalom to you. Thank you for playing Hurt a little under the weather. Tougher than Dave Manouk you are as you're here. Dave also under the weather. He's not here. So remember where your bread is buttered, kiddos. It's with mr ginsburg playing hurt Good
0: everybody's night. sick doesn't it seem like that right now it seems like everybody if 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 people weren't uh sick prior to the holiday break it yeah. seems like everybody has these lingering colds. but hey i i can't miss a post-game show when the winnipeg jets are first overall in the nhl like you said drew first time since 2015 the first year the jets 2.0 made the playoffs right yeah,
1: exactly right. It's, uh, you know, also, we'll it's see tripping with... me
0: out that I'm on the left side. Can we switch I, that. Yeah, I don't
1: know why that is. I mean, maybe if I go like that, no, I don't know why uh, you're on the left and I'm on the right. It's yeah. tripping me out a little and bit you're the too. You're left but... winger,
0: so you should be on the left side.
1: Really. Yeah, I, I really'm not sure Just what's kidding. happening. Every cat, you know, things, the jets are in first. Ezzy's on the left. I'm on the right. Up is down. Down is up. Blue is green. Green is blue. Whatever else, that's too close. Nobody needs to see us that close, uh, that up close and personal. Nonetheless, we will say, stop fiddling with the damn camera, there, Ginsburg. We will say, good evening, uh, Winnipeg. Good evening, Manitoba. And for all those joining us live tonight on our YouTube channel and all of our social media platforms, we say, good evening, universe, and welcome to the Illegal Curve Post Game Show with Day with Ezra Ginsburg. Pardon me, I'm your up, host, Rubindel. What's that?
0: Without Dave Manuke.
1: Without Dave Manouk, yeah, I was good. It was I mean, an if auto I'm feeling terror. like this.
0: I can only imagine Drew what Dave is feeling like because I took like a three and a half hour nap this afternoon. Yeah, and I thought that was going to help. It did not help at all. Did but you know up. what is going to help? The Jets being in first place and coming up with a big win in the second game of a back to back. What well, about that's the that's Jets true. being four and zero oh in the second <laughs> games of back to back?
1: It's I mean, mean, you begin to run out of superlatives to describe what we're seeing from this Winnipeg Jets team. You know, you know, this is, again, uh, a game against the Anaheim Ducks. And look, we all know where the Ducks are in the standings. There's no question. And, you know, we're not pretending that the Ducks are a superpower or anything like that. But the, the second half of a back to back for the Jets, it's never easy to win on the second half of back to back, unless apparently you're the Jets this year. You know, it was just again they give up the opening goal, which they've now done for the fourth straight game. So you don't necessarily love that, but you have to love the response, exactly. and you have to love the just the 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 stick to itiveness of the team. I mean, I don't think that you can say enough about how good Laurent Rousseau was tonight. It was very I mean, good. He was just so in control of
0: himself and his game. How many that... rebounds did he give up tonight, Drew? Like none I mean certainly I none were, dug- not, like what did this Ducks end up with 38 shots something like that 37 shots 38 shots, 38 yeah. shots? I yeah. think six of them were high danger right so that shows <laughs> you a lot of those shots were from the point and yeah you're right I mean this Ducks team look Mason McTavish yeah. is a third overall pick he's a great player yeah. uh Trevor Zegras is a great player Frank Frank Vitrano, 18 goals on the season he's a good player Pavel Mintukov uh 10th overall pick uh, in the Rucker-McGordy draft, the 2022 draft, right? So they've got some good young talent, uh, and John Gibson was good, good early on in this game, and you're not going to fault him, I don't think, on any of the Jets' goals, but they just don't have the depth to compete with the Jets. They just, I thought the Ducks looked like a slow team. It's almost like the Ducks looked like they were in the second game of a back-to-back
1: well you know it's there's more having watched the ducks and the sharks in back to back nights and by the way i don't recommend that to anybody who uh you know who, who wants to watch excellent hockey cuz neither of those two teams are going to do so i would say that I, it's more enjoyable to watch the ducks than it is the sharks and at least that the ducks have some sort of structure to their game a little bit they have a, they seem like they have a a a thought process behind their game whereas san jose it's just all chaos all the time, which admittedly can be entertaining, but the Ducks do have some talent, to your point there, Ezzie. they don't know that they are where they are in the standings because they don't have enough of that talent, but you go up and down their roster and you say, okay, I know who that guy is, I know who that guy is, yeah, that guy, okay, I remember when he was drafted, okay, that guy was, you know, had a had a pretty good pedigree, as opposed to last night with the Sharks, you're like, I don't know who half these guys are, you're
0: just making up players and you're putting them into the lineup. A guy like, like Alex out. Kalorn, for example, he's a right. perfect guy for this Ducks. Team, the Ducks organization knew they weren't going to be very good, right? So, a guy like Kalorn is good to, to be that kind of veteran, he's a veteran mentor, yeah, exactly. I mean, nobody was expecting Kalorn to come here and, and bring you know the Ducks a, a Stanley Cup, right? So, yeah. he's been good. Guys like Adam Henrique, look, the Ducks are going to be big time sellers, or at the very least, they're going to be sellers prior to the trade deadline because they're nowhere close to a playoff spot, they're not making the playoffs this year. So, yeah, look, I mean. I don't think a lot of Ducks fans were that happy with, you know, that pain to go to watch that team tonight on a Friday night. They've only won six games at home all year long. So, again, you know, considering it's a second game of a back to back, uh, you know, the Jets are without Kyle Connor, which obviously seems to not have phased them at all because they've (laughs) got points in 11 straight games. But look at I mean, we got to talk about, you know, Nate Schmidt. We're, we'll get into that in the Betway, get, Betway game recap. But, I mean, yeah. they just continue to get goals um, from a variety of sources. It's never, you know, the it's not just one line. They're getting goals from either the fourth line or the third line or from Neil Pionk or from Nate Schmidt or from whoever. Um, it's just impressive, and you're right. I mean, I think most people thought the Jets were going to win this game. But they've lost some games recently to some pretty bad teams, including the Sharks, including the the Hawks. They should have beat the Hawks. Let's be honest. Right, they had seven. Um, they should have beat the Sharks then. too. But exactly. But um, you know, so this wasn't uh, this wasn't necessarily an easy uh, win, um, but they got it done. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters is the is the two points.
1: You, you know, and what impressed me the most about this game from the Winnipeg Jets perspective, Asy, is that they got better in that third period. You know, you know, and I didn't know if that, you know, I I was thinking to myself after the 40 minutes where, you know, uh, you know, for a lot of that second period, I thought Anaheim maybe had some zone time and had some pressure and everything else. Yeah, the Jets tied it up in the second and we'll get into that when we get into the game recap. But I'm thinking to myself, how are the Jets going to come out in that third period? How's this third period going to look for the Jets where they're now, you know, this is the third period of the back to back. You know, second game of the back to back. It's five games and seven nights. So it's not like it's just been, you know, a, a short sort of, you know, back to back and then they've had some time off before that. They're in the midst of really this this incredible grind right now where they play five and seven and they'll play six and eight after the Sunday's game in Arizona. And my thinking to myself as the third period gets underway is how are the Jets going to respond in that third period? Are they going to be able to sort of Find that nut, that that extra level, that that additional gear, in which to you know somehow you know scratch and claw your way to a victory in tonight's game, and then they came out the way they did, and they just were you know so you know simple with how they won that third period, simple not being. Uh, a derogatory term in this instance, simple as in effective. They were composed. They, I think composed, that's kind of what composed, you're saying, right? They were they composed,
0: were. just like you always are as the host, Drew. I'm not as composed <laughs> as a as a analyst or co-host or whatever title we're giving me these days. But, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, they, they kind of made it look easy. And they've done that to teams all year long because of – how good they are in their structure, right? Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's almost getting annoying at this point, you know, to talk about how good the jets are defensively, but I mean, it's, it's really incredible, right? Like they're, they're on the cusp of, you know, setting a, a modern day record, well, for games they're now second
1: now it's second all time in the modern record they were tied with Saint Louis uh entering tonight's game uh and obviously they only gave up the one goal because they decided ah, who needs to give up two or three goals we're just gonna give up one goal from now on uh so they're now only trailing the Minnesota wild uh for that record of uh of most most consecutive games without giving up uh more without giving up more than three goals but that third period you know it was just they they just went about their business. They said, you know what? We're not, you know, there's cares that it's the second half of back-to-back? Who cares that it's five and seven? They, this team, when there's an excuse and the excuse is within arm's reach, they refuse to grab that excuse. And that, to me, is a sign of just a a mature team that's not just satisfied with being there. That they, that they keep fighting for more and they keep fighting for more recognition and more accolades because these guys know what they've been doing and they know what people are saying about them and they know that they're, you know, the, the the talk of the NHL, you know, sometimes not so necessarily for what they've been doing in terms of wins as opposed to the other shenanigans that we uh, will probably talk more about on tomorrow's Illegal Curve Hockey show. Uh, that is, of course, the hullabaloo uh, regarding Hartman. That's what I'm now calling it, the hull. Blue regarding Hartman. I think I'm actually
0: more confused now, Drew, after today's (laughs) Michael Russo article. We'll I, don't talk believe, about it I don't believe anything that Hartman said in that of article. Course not. But way. I
1: mean, you know, he, he, he's allowed to lie. That's fine. It's, you know, and and we can talk about it again tomorrow, Saturday morning, the Thank illegal you. curve hockey show. Let's and,
0: focus on the big win tonight, Drew.
1: That's right. Nine hours and 10 minutes from now is going to be the IC hockey show on Saturday morning. And we'll talk about more uh, tons on the jets. We're we'll going on it. Hartman, Jeff Hamilton's going to join us. Frankie Corrado is going to join us. He did the, yep. uh, in between period analysis on tonight's game between the Jets and the Ducks. So this is all very timely stuff for tomorrow morning. But what we're saying is just you know they they are just not satisfied with with, with you know getting you know get just you know Getting enough, you know, some points and not all the points. They just seem to be selfish in the best sense of the word. The game is there for the taking. We're going to take it. And that's what they did in that third period. They are a better team than Anaheim. There's no question about it. But if their details aren't right to start that third, and if Laurent Bressois isn't as good as he was, and if the defenders in front of him, including the forwards, aren't as committed to the defensive side of the game first and foremost and they're clearing away any sort of second chance opportunities then you know the jets have you know, might lose this game but instead everybody is still dialed in to the exact same level that they need to be and that's what happens is they get the, the two points. They get the victory. They get to be first place in the NHL. And you damn well know that they would downplay that. They would publicly. But they know where they stand in the overall standings. And they knew that with a win tonight, it would put them atop the NHL. And now they all get to celebrate with their dads or their uncles or their brothers or their mentors. Whomever is on the Just trip why I had them. Grandpa here.
0: Say that again? Lauren Breslow had his grandpa at the game.
1: That's terrific. I didn't know that. Trip. that. That that's yeah. fantastic. I'm I'm thrilled to hear that. Uh, but now all of them get to celebrate mm-hmm. as the first place team in the NHL. They get tomorrow off, they're golfing or whatever they're doing in Arizona as a group. But you know, it matters to them that they can do that all together as as one big unit with their significant uh, you know, lo- fa- familial loved ones with them. It matters, and you saw that in my mind in that third period there, Mister Ginsburg.
0: Yeah, f- first of all, love Ryan T is. Uh, you know the gr- the mad line people are talking. It's starting to grow a little bit here. Uh, Actually <laughs> Johnson Fialbi had a really good chance in the third period. Yeah, John Gibson had a good save. Morgan yeah. Barron was good again. Dom Toninato. We've got the comment up from from Lee's. Like, I don't know. Do the Jets need a defenseman? I mean, Dylan Samberg and Nate Schmidt right now. If the Jets are the first-place team in the league, then Dylan Sandberg and Nate Schmidt, just by logical extension to me, are the best third pair in the NHL, and the numbers back it up, right? And so we're going to talk about the Nate Schmidt goal, because I think there might be a Seagram shot involved, Drew. I don't think I'm, you know, I don't think anybody's going to be surprised by that. That was a beauty. Um, As as
1: it happened when Axel Jansson-Fialbi scored his first of the season, and it had been his first in uh, forever, and Brendan Dillon had scored, and it had been his first in forever. When you get your first goal of the year, and it's your first goal in 45 games, as it is for Nate Schmidt, the odds are are very good that it's going to be the Seagram shot of the game, especially when you on top of that, make it the game-winning goal. <laughs> so, Absolutely, it, you know, There's a little bit of foreshadowing if you want that, uh, You you might hear that that goal and the bumper be played uh, simultaneously.
0: Yeah, and I agree. Like uh, reading the chat, I mean, a lot of people are talking about talking about Nikolai Ehlers. This might be the best hockey he's ever played, and I know 2-8. some people, uh, you know, are we're talking about you know, Ehlers in the All-Star game. I mean, sign me up for that. I think he deserves to be in the All-Star game if he gets voted in. I mean, just the way he's playing, just overall, like defensively, he's playing just as well defensively right. as he is offensively, right? So, I mean, look, Scheifele, Ehlers, and Velarde. Uh, and and I agree with you, Drew. I mean, like, you know, I, I made a note of the sh- the Jets came out and they had uh, an 8-2 shot advantage. And then, you know, the Ducks had a pushback late in the first period. But, you know, for the majority of the game, the ehlers shifley Velardi line could just do whatever they wanted in the duck mm-hmm. zone. Like, I just thought that line was so dominant. Um, and that's why it was obviously, you know, made, the decision was made to reunite that line after having Vlad Nemestikov flip-flop with, with Shifley there. But Ehlers 70, has just been 73% so
1: 73% possession uh, there you is go. what that line had in tonight's game. Yeah.
0: Season. And and the thing is, that's no different than w- what it's been since they were put together, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that line More of 5-on-5 has been really good. So, um yeah, I mean, just really impressive. Like, we always talk about, you know, how well the Jets are playing defensively, but, you know, I think it bears mentioning again how it just seems like a different player steps up every single night, and that's the sign of a good team. And that's, you know, when things aren't necessarily going your way in terms of scoring, like it has been the last couple of games. Like you mentioned, the Jets were down against San Jose. They got down against Anaheim, but they didn't yeah. change their game at all. And, you know, there, you remember those... uh Hits in the, there were a couple, you know, the Ducks, as I mentioned, they had a bit of a pushback in the first period. You remember McGinn hit Pionk with a nice hit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was Gru. No, McGinn hit,
1: hit, it was DeMello. He hit DeMello.
0: The and then Pionk got hit, I thought, by uh, Gru. I, I, I made a note of it. But there were a couple big hits by the Ducks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the Ducks were showing something, right? Like they were showing that they were in this game. Um, not not just that they were up one nothing but they were engaged physically. And, you know, the Jets just kind of stuck with their game plan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on the backs of really good goaltending by Lauren Brassois. He didn't have to steal the game or anything like that, but he was just really solid. He made a couple good saves on on Trevor Zegras. He was really good uh, on that power play in the third period. The Ducks had some scoring chances. So, I mean, you know, just impressive to get two points. I mean, and again, the Jets are going to need these points. We talked about it last night, right? Like, the Jets are kind of trending to be a 110, 115-point team if things continue on this trajectory. So, I mean the the stars in the avalanche are going to be right up there. So they yeah. need they're gonna, they want every point that they can get, man.
1: Absolutely. I mean and and that's what I'm talking about when it comes to the selfishness. You know, it's not like they're they're, they're scratching and clawing for a for a playoff spot at this point in time, but when you when you win games, you want to continue to win those games cuz it feels a lot better to win hockey games than it does to lose hockey games. So when it's there for the taking right now, they're taking it. And you mentioned Lauren Pressois And again, yeah, 38, uh, you, you, you said it earlier, uh, you know, the ducks had 38 shots in the course of the game. You know, and I th- honestly thought you were being a little tongue in cheek. As he at five on five, they had six high danger chances. So the Jets yeah. did a great job at keeping everything uh, to the outside, keeping the middle, the the dangerous area, which used to be a, a a a free parking pass for teams against the Jets, is now and has been for most of the year was a no go zone. Rush
0: in this game, I'm not joking. I don't think there was an odd man rush in this game.
1: Well, there was. I guess the goal, the, the Mason McTavish goal, was was an odd man rush. Yeah, but, I guess that uh, was an odd man Aside rush. from that, for the Ducks, that was about the only one where the Jets really were caught uh, in an odd man situation. There were not very many, uh, which speaks to just the Jets and, the, and their commitment to defense and covering up for one another. Look, and Lauren Pressois uh, you know, I the, I, the, I think the best description I could use for him is one that we've talked about uh, with regard to Connor Hellbuck very many times. And that's big and boring because that's what Lauren Pressois was today. He was big and boring. He made the saves. He wasn't chaotic. He wasn't, you know, out of position. I thought the best save he probably made is when he went. Uh, uh, let me just see. I, I know I marked it down here. Um. Uh, the glove save early in the third period, off of Alex Kalorn, ninety seconds in, when Mason McTavish sets up Alex Kalorn, and 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 Brassois anticipates the play, and he reads the play very well, and he goes post to post, and he makes the glove save off of Kalorn, and yes, maybe yeah, on Pionk the play, turned
0: the puck over on that one. Say that again. PR tur- turned yes, the puck well, over to Mason McTavish.
1: A little chaotic like he usually is. Um but Brassois, and yeah maybe Kaloran Shaw was going wide cuz and I probably have time for that argument but you know still made the save though. Still he was still in save. position. He's in position.
0: Yeah, I agree with you that maybe you could make that argument but the fact is he was really steady in net. And right. you know he even though, you know the shot volume was high, um you know not a lot of there weren't like we talked about there weren't a lot of breakaways. There weren't a lot of high danger chances. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you expect that, right? In terms of, uh, you know, when the when a team is down in the third period, they, they had a push. And when the Ducks had their empty net and they were on the power play, mm-hmm. um, you know, the Jets, again, stayed in their structure. Yes. And the, the Ducks had some shots, but at no point did you really, the, they, they weren't high danger chances. So, yes, Bressois continues to be excellent. and And we expected that. I mean, Lauren Brissaud is an upgrade over David Riddick. Oh, I don't even no think I don't even think that's a debate. So you know, earlier in the season, Brissaud maybe had a few shaky starts, yeah. but his last five or six starts have been excellent.
1: Yeah, and, and that's exactly what. It, and you could just feel. Look, the the confidence just permeates out of that dressing room for all the players on the ice right now and it really is a, a bit of a a marvel to watch when, you know, when when things are going downhill, n- sorry, not downhill in the negative sense, but when the momentum is growing and it's rolling downhill, it's so hard to stop and that's the same thing with confidence for these Winnipeg Jets players. They're just they're just such a confident bunch that it seems like no team and no entity can get into their
0: way. Let's Drew, can, get we talk, into can we talk? Can we, sorry, sorry. I know. Sorry. I, no, I screwed up it. there. Can we talk about the fact that it's midnight on a Friday night yes. and we have 560 people watching That's awesome. The, the, the greatest fans in the universe are the, all
1: of you, who are joining us here at midnight now on Saturday morning, midnight central time. I know there's people watching all around the world roll call in the chat, wherever you're watching from, uh, you know, those of you within Manitoba and those of you outside, I saw somebody was watching from Vancouver and I know that John Chan is here and he's watching from Singapore, I presume. So put the roll call. We want to know where you're watching us from. Uh, it is midnight central time. Drew Mandel, Ezra Ginsburg, the illegal curve post game show. There you go. It's two o'clock in Singapore. That's what John's telling us. Uh, the Illegal Curve post-game show. I think I talking. saw Cyprus.
0: Yeah, there we go. Cyprus. Cyprus. Even, there you go. I don't, I don't even know where that is. Cyprus before. Is that Welcome. Africa?
1: Uh, uh, Cyprus is, uh, yeah, that would be uh, North Africa. Uh, you know, somewhere in that sort of Middle East, North Africa. I mean, Drew, you know uh, I'm, I'm a big off, Cyprus Hill fan. I believe fan. Cyprus is off the off the coast of Turkey, if I'm not mistaken. I don't have my, uh, my, ge- my okay. geography map right down here with me. That's up you in are insane in the room. brain. But uh, nonetheless, uh, there you go. South Europe is what what Al is saying is where Cyprus is. You didn't even get uh, my
0: Cyprus Hill joke. I said you're insane in the brain.
1: Thank you. Well, you're insane in the membrane there, Mr. Ginsburg. Um, anyways, love that all of you are joining us on this uh, now Saturday morning. Reminder, the Illegal Curve Hockey Show will do this again 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. So be sure to join us then as well. And then Sunday night after the Jets and the Coyotes, as the Jets wrap up this road trip, it'll be another edition of the Illegal Curve postgame show. If you haven't already done so, folks, you know what you need to do. For all of you who are regulars here and all of you who are new, you got to smash the like button and you subscribe to the YouTube channel so that you're joining us each and every time we go live here on our channel Dubai. uh let's get
0: Dubai. Like, we gotta, you buy go. we gotta start just calling you mr international drew <laughs>
1: no is it mr worldwide that's not taken is it i can be mr worldwide right there's no, there's, there's, nobody else more yeah, famous than me with Mr. Worldwide, or uh, you know, and uh, along those lines, we both have shaved heads, and really, that's the, you know, I look like Pitbull, don't I? I mean, I basically think we're spitting images for one another. Uh, let's get into the Betway game recap. Uh, we're talking about the Jets' victory over the Anaheim Ducks. The Betway game recap. big thanks to our friends at Betway for their continued support of the Illegal Curve post-game show. Betway is the most trusted voice in sports betting, both in Canada and all around the world with a large selection of betting options and sports as well as strong promotions and fair odds. What are you waiting for? Head on over to Betway and bet your way. Igor, welcome from Israel. I'm Chai, as uh, I got my flag Absolutely. up over here in the corner. That's why I said Shabbat
0: uh, Shalom at the beginning of the show.
1: There you go. So uh, we appreciate every Everyone joining us, wherever you may be on this uh, Saturday morning, Friday night, Saturday afternoon, all around the world, wherever you may be, uh, this this is the Illegal Curve post-game show. Uh, No score, pardon me, there was scoring in the first period. It took until the 1551 mark of the period. It was Mason McTavish getting the Ducks on the board, as we said, Four straight games now that the Jets have given up the first goal. That's not necessarily a stat you want to continue with. You don't necessarily want that to be a regular occurrence. But say V for the Jets as they've still been able to fight back. Mason McTavish, his 11th of the year, comes at the 15:51 mark. Assist to Alex Kaloran and Frank Vitrano. And we talked about Neil Pionk a little bit earlier. As you know, Neil Pionk's got a lot of that chaos in his game sometimes for the good sometimes for the bad not as much this year that's true maybe a little bit
0: more in previous years but
1: yeah there's still it's still it's over it's still it's ugly head every now and then and I would say on this one uh that's you sort of saw a bad Neil Pionk here he steps up in the neutral zone uh to try and, and, and and lay a hit on Vetrano And he's unsuccessful. He misses on that. Then he tries a stick check. And, anyways, he's now in a trailing position. And Mason McTavish is able to get through the neutral zone fairly unencumbered. He takes the pass from uh, Alex Kalorn, He goes to his backhand, and with Radko Gudis in front of the net, old uh, uh, friend of the Jets, or frenemy of the Jets I would say is probably more accurate, uh, maybe just enemy of the Jets, but uh, with Gudis in front uh, uh, providing the screen, Mason McTavish is able to beat Lauren Persoil with the backhand to make a one nothing Anaheim.
0: Yeah, I thought you broke the, the goal down pretty well there. Uh, you know, Neil Pionk gets a, l- a little bit lost as he steps up in the neutral zone. And then, as you mentioned, Radko Gouda steps up to the play. So Brendan Dillon does his job, and then now Neil Pionk is playing catch-up, right? That's and right. Mason McTavitt has, has a lot of chance, a lot of time and space, I should say. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a, it's a backhand goal. And and as we know, those are harder for goalies to read, right? It doesn't matter if you're Lauren Berso- Bersois, John Gibson, Connor Hellebuck, whoever – um, and Mason McNavish is, I think he's up to 26 points on the season. He's almost point per game. We talked about it, third overall pick. He's one of the Ducks, you know, best young players. Um, so, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. the Jets, uh, you know, they got a little bit exposed in the defensive zone there. And, you know, this was the part of the game where the Ducks were playing their best hockey kind of midway through the first period to midway through the, the second period. Um, so, you know, luckily Neil Pionk makes up for it. Uh, we'll get into that goal soon. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, that's something that, you know, he'll be aware of that maybe that wasn't the best, uh, you know, situation to step up in the neutral zone. Um, but again, you know, that was the only mistake really, not the only mistake. I mean, the jets were turning the puck over a little bit as is to be expected in the second game of a back to back, but it was the only mistake that they made that resulted in the puck being in the back of the net.
1: That's right. I mean, you know, I I don't love the read by Pionk in this instance, and I understand that the the Jets want their de- defense to step up and 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 be aggressive in the neutral zone and uh, try and force turnovers there. I just didn't know that this was the I didn't think this was the right opportunity there. I thought that the Ducks had a pretty good degree of control. Uh, you know, in the midst of this play, I would have rather him sort of be a little more passive there, and then I don't think it turns into a dangerous uh, into a dangerous opportunity. I, I can see the thought process though behind it. So I mean, again, it's not something that I'm going to, uh, it, it, you know, it's it's not it's not a lambastable offense. It's not a it's not no, a. Oh, and it's a offense. nice play
0: by Frank Fratran. We talked yeah. about it. Frank, who's Vitrano, having a real nice season, Exactly, eighteen goals. Yeah. Kalorn has provided that veteran presence for them up front in their top six, yeah, or top nine. And um, yes,
1: and yes, Killorn is way overpaid, but again. So be it. Forget about the salary. That's a, that's a Ducks problem for some time down the road.
0: Well, and, and the thing is, you know, you can make the argument that because the Ducks are a bad team, they maybe had to overpay a little bit, or okay. I, I I agree, you know, he's, he's most likely overpaid. Um, But it's a nice play by Vetrano in the neutral zone. And it's a nice little spin pass from Kaloran to McTavish. We talked about it. McTavish is a bona fide sniper. He's a good player, uh, 10 or 11 goals. Right. So yeah, I mean, that You know, Pionk, not the best play. He gets caught. He's out of position. But again, that was the only goal that the Ducks scored. And luckily, uh, you know, that's not something we're going to be talking about a lot because, you know, the Jets got it done as the game progressed.
1: Yeah, well, that's just it. So it's one nothing for Anaheim after 20 minutes shots on goal after the first period, 13-10. to uh, You know, a, a lot to like from Anaheim's perspective, I would say, in that first period. The Jets maybe be uh, not their best period as of late, but, you know, that's okay. You're only down one nothing, and they're not all going to be uh, beauties. Uh, but I'll tell you what, the Jets' tying goal was pretty much a beauty here. It's Nikolai Ehlers, and he was terrific tonight. He was terrific tonight on both ends of the ice. Uh, he was named the third star of tonight's game by uh, whomever selected the Stars in uh, in Anaheim. Uh, he was great defensively, and this was him showing off some of the offensive skill as well, and there's th- just a nice cycle from the Shifley, Velarde, and Ehlers line, and it's been a couple games as he, since we last saw this trio really execute like they had been when they first got together after the Connor injury, and they certainly had the Ducks on their heels here, and the Ducks really just were floundering Uh, And Nikolai Ehlers took very good advantage of it. And, you know, it's his 13th, as I said, assist to Shifley, assist to Neil Pionk. This comes 757 into the second period. And even though he's not on the scoreboard, you have to talk about Gabe Velarde and the screen that he provided on John Gibson here. Because Velarde is a big, big man. And he just put his skates right atop the blue paint and hid Uh, John Gibson from view it looked like John Gibson was the the moon and Gabe Velarde was the eclipse because you certainly couldn't see very much of him and no wonder Ehlers with his uh, skill was able to uh, get the puck past Gibson to make it one all.
0: Yeah there was just so much motion in the duck zone like the Jets were doing a nice job we talked about you know the other night uh, Neil Pionk had that nice tip goal where he went into the slot and you know Pionk passes it to Ehlers, Ehlers is moving, you know, Pionk is moving up, Shifley gets it back to Ehlers, you know, Pionk makes a nice play. Like there was just a lot of, a lot of good skating, a lot of good movement in, in the duck zone. They just had the ducks on their heels at that point. Cause we talked about it. The jets were not very good, especially to start that second period. Um, and it wasn't a, it wasn't their best period overall. I thought obviously, you know, the first period was the best period for the jets, um, but yeah, I mean that was that was an impressive shot by Ehlers and just mm-hmm. you know some some continued nice work. That's the thing, you know, in this game that line, I mean they de- didn't necessarily have a ton of grade A chances, but you know, once they got established in the offensive zone, um, you know, they were basically able to do whatever they wanted against the Ducks. It's just they were just outskating the Ducks. So loved loved the motion, loved the uh the globetrottery type of uh, well, you, stuff you, that we were seeing with the drop passes at the mm-hmm. blue line and just you know the skating—it's—it's it's just the Jets are just fun to watch right now. They're just a very stylistically, they're a very fun team to watch because yeah. of how much talent they have and they're getting it done on the defensive side of the puck. They're not—they're not making too many plays. They're just—they're just out skating and out working the other team, really. Mm-hmm. And you know, on this particular goal, I mean. Uh, They made the Ducks look pretty silly.
1: Well, you 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 go back and you watch the replay, and all it takes in this instance is one false step against Nikolai Ehlers, and he's just too fast; you can't catch up to him. I mean, and so I went back and I was breaking it down. It looks like Mason. I mean, the Ducks, and they also play a man-to-man style of defense. They were talking about that uh, on the broadcast. as that that's what the Ducks head coach Greg Cronin uh, employs? Is is a man-to-man style in their own zone rather than uh, a zone defense? And so when you play man-to-man and you and and you lose your guy and if that guy is Nikolai Ehlers and you're a half a step behind him well that half step becomes a full step real quick because he's that good he's that shifty I mean Mason McTavish as the Jets are cycling is trying to keep up with with Ehlers and he just gets uh, you know a ha- he takes a wrong foot a wrong step and that's all the time and space that Ehlers needed and then like I said uh, with uh, with Velarde standing in front of Gibson I think he was being defended if I'm not mistaken uh, by Radko Gudis on that play as well and Gudis, who's also not a small man by any stretch of the imagination no c- couldn't move Velarde out of the way tells you just how good that screen was and how effective that screen was and as a result the Jets tie it up one one. Uh, after 40 minutes, which, by the way, is exactly where we were at this point in time after 40 minutes last night against uh, with the Jets were against the San Jose Sharks. So again, you got 20 minutes now to determine a winner, where one of the two teams is fighting for the top spot in the NHL, and the opposition is fighting to stay out of the NHL's basement. And that's where the Jets, you know, are they going to be able to take advantage of a weaker opponent? Are they going to be able to, again, reaffirm themselves as one of the best teams, uh, you know, in the NHL and after tonight's victory, certainly the top team in terms of points. And, you know, that third period, I didn't know what to expect. Were the Jets going to be just out of gas, five and seven back to back, or would they find that that other level to dig deep? And we found the answer out real quickly. I want to again mention we mentioned this when we were talking before the save that uh, Lauren Prosoa makes off of Alex Kalorn ninety seconds in is a huge save in my mind in the course of this game because if Anaheim scores early in the sec- in the third period, the Jets again are 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 having to climb up that hill and they're trying to they're going to have to scratch and claw instead Laurent Perssois makes that save and then not that long after about maybe within 30 seconds of that save at the 157 mark of the third period this is going to be our Seagram shot of the game the Seagram shot of the game Big thanks to our friends at Seagram's for their continued support of the illegal curve post game show. If you're anything like me, maybe you've had a little shot of fireball on this uh, now Saturday morning, whatever you drink, please drink it responsibly. All your favorite Seagram's products from fireball to Seagram's 83 to Seagram's VO. Those are available at your local liquor establishment. And we always say dr- please drink responsibly and a big shout out to our friends at Seagram's for their continued support of the illegal curve. Post- I'll do a shot code. of water
0: Drew I'm feeling like crap that's, right now so I'm not going to do a shot can. of fireball but I'll do, I'll do a shot of water for you here.
1: Thank you I appreciate that you've done your share of uh, fireball shots in, uh, over your day but uh, you stay you you keep yourself hydrated we need you as healthy and uh, and back uh, up to, to fit as a fiddle as quickly as we
0: possibly can. Well, We have a show uh, in seven and a half hours so
1: <laughs> yeah we do you're absolutely, you know, eight and a half hours. You're fine. Eight you got an extra hour there. Yeah. Okay. The math, look, the math, the, the sickness is affecting your math skills. Uh, Nate Schmidt. It's his first of the year. 157 yep. mark. Uh, assist to Dylan Samberg and Vlad Nemesnikov. It's a three on two for the Jets. And these are not necessarily, you know, yeah, Nemesnikov, he's been fantastic. And you know that Perfetti's also out there. And so is Iofalo. But it's Nemesnikov who feeds the puck to Dylan Samberg. And Dylan Samberg is not a guy known for his offensive upside, but you love the vision he demonstrates here. It's a three-on-two even without Schmidt in the play. Schmidt is the trailer on the play. So it's a three on two and Schmidt jumps up and he becomes the fourth guy in to make it a four on two. Samberg surveys the entire scene. He sees that that Schmidt is coming in with a head of speed as the fourth man. He tees him up and then Nate Schmidt and you know how good this must have felt for him as he he wires it past John Gibson and the Jets have a 2-1 lead within the first two minutes of the third period.
0: Yeah, and I'm not sure if you mentioned it, I it had the, the the highlight up here, but Mason McTavish falls down um, at the Jets' blue line, right? right. So that that leads, at, you got, you got to like the quick transition, right? From Dylan Sandberg and, and Vlad Nemestikov, but you're absolutely right. It's great vision by Dylan Sandberg, who sees that his D partner is streaking. He's coming up into the play. Um, he feeds uh, Nate Schmidt with just a nice little pass on his stick. And yeah, the Ducks are backing up a little bit too much. They gave Nate Schmidt a lot of time and space and Schmidt took it. And it was a beautiful shot. Mm -hmm. Love side, John Gibson. And you're absolutely right. I mean, we were talking about it a lot in the first uh, month or so of the season you know, Nate Schmidt found himself a healthy scratch. A lot of people were criticizing him, criticizing yeah. his salary. Obviously, I mean, there's nothing. You know, what, what's Nate Schmidt going to do? Give that money back? I mean, the you salary. Give me is, some of it. I'll take yeah, some. Exactly. Of it. Yeah, exactly. Me too. But the the sa- the salary is is not the issue for Nate Schmidt. It was the way he was playing. Right. We had Logan Stanley in the lineup. We had Declan Chisholm play a few games. Um. So yeah, great for Nate Schmidt to get his first goal of the year, and just great to see. You know how well Sandberg and Schmidt are are playing. I I really can't emphasize that enough. They are just playing really good hockey together. Yeah. Uh, Schmidt was rewarded. It ends up being the game winning goal. Our Seagram shot of the game, um, and just good, just great. Because you know he's one of the most liked guys in the dressing room. So you know that that just fired up the rest of the team. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, I can't I can't say enough. Good. That was that was a huge goal. I mean, look at as you mentioned true the jets are comfortably in a playoff spot they could they could lose four or five games in a row and they're still going to be comfortably in a playoff spot but they're 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 being greedy right now and they yeah. should be being greedy because they're trying to finish first in the central division look again you know we've got a lot of hockey left to play we're going to be talking about this if you can avoid playing Dallas or Colorado in the first round sure that's huge right that's what you're trying to avoid here i mean let's be honest all due respect to the rest of the central Nashville and Arizona aren't going to crack into the top three. I just don't see it happening. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a huge goal for the jets. And as you mentioned, you can downplay first place in the NHL, uh, all you want. Um, but the jets are first and I think, I think they're loving it.
1: It's not a guarantee about future success or anything like that. It doesn't mean that you're going to win the Stanley Cup. But what it does mean is that on January the 6th now, after the Jets have played 38 hockey games, they've accumulated the most points in the entire NHL. And that's something for the team, the organization to be proud of. And that's something for the fans to celebrate. And for uh, an organization that maybe hasn't had a ton to celebrate over the last couple of years, where there's been a lot of noise and there's been maybe a lot of muddy water and there's been a lot of uh, you know uh, chatter about you know where this team is going to go. Well, right now they're at the top of the NHL, and everybody that's associated with this team or a fan of this team can celebrate that. And Nate Schmidt, you know, you mentioned it to his credit; he gets his first goal. He never his attitude. As far as we know, publicly and by all accounts, his attitude never wavered as he was maybe the for a while, the odd man out on the Jets' blue line. And since then, he's come back and he's done nothing but play some of his better hockey in the last number of years, and he's not going to be the offensive force that he once was. That ship has clearly sailed, but if him and Dylan Sandberg have made this beautiful music together in their partnership, and they're helping the Winnipeg Jets win games while playing Defense the, while being one of the stingiest defensive duos in the entire NHL then the Jets will gladly pay Nate Schmidt whatever his salary is right now and say thank you for doing what you're doing and thank you to Dylan Sandberg for what you're doing and thank you for the two of you playing so well together. And to get him to get a goal turned out to be the game-winning goal on top of that, well, that's just extra bonus and that's uh, chocolate sauce on the ice cream sundae. How great is
0: it, by the way, that Nate Schmidt's dad's nickname is Soup? It's a good nickname. It's a good nickname. I love that. Yeah.
1: Soup, I you know. It, 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 I think that would be a fun that would be a fun family to sit around and have a have a drink or two with. Yes, based on based on all accounts, two uh, one for the Winnipeg Jets at this point in time, and the Jets are feeling good about themselves. And you know, John Gibson made a nice. Uh, right pad save on Alec, uh, on Axel Janssen-Fialbi with uh, 9 minutes and 40 seconds to play. The Jets were very close to making it 3-1 at that point in time, but they do make it 3-1 on the power play, and I was thinking to myself, well, there really hadn't been a power play opportunity for the Jets in this game, and there were very few power play opportunities in general. Uh, you know, Adam Lowry and Frank Vetrano were both called for simultaneous penalties in the first period, when Lowry tripped Vitrano, and then Vitrano was called for diving, so that made it four on four. So that, that was wasn't diving. a power
0: play. What's that? That was a hundred percent diving. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's no question I mean, about. We've been criticizing right. the referees a lot. I mean, that was the right call.
1: They got that one right. No question yeah. about it. Um, but, you know, for the Jets to really go into the third period against the Ducks, the Ducks being the most penalized team in the NHL, without getting a power play, you're wondering, are they going to get that power play? And they do, with Radko Gudis in the box for holding Mark Shifley. It's Cole Perfetti, his 11th of the game. This at the 1303 mark of the third period Perfetti, his 11th assist of Vlad Nemesnikov and Nino Niederreiter. And everything about this is beautiful. And it starts with a great defensive play in the Jets zone while they were on the power play, mind you. So what looked like it could be a potential shorthanded opportunity uh, for Alex Kalorn, Vlad Nemesnikov is one of the defenders back and he takes out uh, and he takes out Kalorn, and he turns the puck over as a result. Uh, and then it's Nino Niederreiter streaking up the left hand side of the screen of your screen to the right of John Gibson and he gets a clean zone entry and he drops it back to Nemesnikov and Nemesnikov with an absolute beautiful pass to Perfetti and the one-timer and this is a great scene pass and it's a great shot by Perfetti that under more under very uh, many circumstances also could have been our Seagram shot of the game instead it's a 3-1 insurance marker for the Winnipeg Jets as he
0: yeah Nate Schmidt was not going to be denied on the Seagram shot of the game all due respect to to Cole Perfetti but I agree with you uh really nice goal here and, you know, the Jets, they waited for their power play because obviously, you know, they didn't get a lot of power plays tonight. Yeah, um, the only that
1: was the only power play opportunity exactly, they had.
0: Exactly, so, yeah, nice pass by Nemesnikov and, it was kind of like that sweep one timer by Cole Perfetti. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. I love the way Perfetti does the no celebration. Like he just makes, <laughs> he's so matter of fact about it. He's like, yeah, I got to go. Did he smile
1: Did, after you? I'm sure, I assume you saw the Jets, uh, the, the the players uh, beaking him for never smiling on the ice. Yeah, that was like, the
0: New Year's resolutions. Yeah. Uh, a few of the Jets players were saying that Perfetti's got to smile more. You love that. I mean, you know that the guys love him. One of the younger players on the team. Uh, right. And, and also, I mean, I don't know if, if this was, you know, lost or a lot of Jets fans would maybe let us know in the chat, but with all the talk about Perfetti or Hartman, that's what I was thinking, like nice for Perfetti to get, you know, the third Jets goal, considering that all we've been talking about in Winnipeg and Minnesota, the last six days is Perfetti and Hartman and Brendan Dillon and Kirill Kaprizov and Michael Russo and all this nonsense. So, um, Nice goal, Piper and that sealed the deal. I think everybody knew, you know, that was it. It was time to, you know, close the curtain after that goal. The Ducks weren't coming back. So, you know, huge. Again, we talked about it after last night's game. You know, that was a big power play goal for the Jets. That's the real only area that you could point to, you know, at the midway mark, almost at the midway mark of the season where the Jets have been below average. It's the special teams. That's the only area.
1: Well, that's now two straight games where they've scored a power play goal and they haven't given up a shorthanded goal. So, I mean, you know, if if that's going to be uh, the on the the new pattern, or at least at the very least, you know, close enough that you know maybe one game, uh, you know, where, where where it's not a huge detriment. Where it's I agree with a Al. Huge...
0: We talked about the faceoffs too, but right. I think you would agree, Drew. Special teams are special a bigger are concern way more than the faceoffs. The Jets way can address that at the trade deadline.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, the face off offs to me are a, a nice to have. The special teams improving is is a need to have. So you know, you know, that would be how the. That's the Jets would...
0: are first overall in the NHL, and they're one of the worst face off teams, right? So exactly,
1: and, and their and their special teams have been lousy all year. So if all of a sudden their special teams are going to maybe improve to middle of the pack, you know, then all, then think about what that does considering their five on five play has been stellar all season long we know what it does Uh, and it makes for a 3-1 Winnipeg Jets lead and it makes ultimately for a 3-1 Winnipeg Jets victory. The Ducks push uh, to try uh, when when Morgan Barron is in the box for holding with uh, three minutes and 18 seconds to go, the Ducks go six on four, but the Jets, again, they block shots left, right, and center. Lauren Brassois is excellent. And then when the Jets have an opportunity, they clear it out and Anaheim, you know, the, the, The penalty gets killed off with no no damage done. And even when it was now six on five, Anaheim isn't able to do anything of any significance. And the Jets leave California with two wins in two nights, heading to Arizona for a well-earned day off with the dads and a golf game and whatever other shenanigans they're all going to get up to. But you know that that's going to be a celebratory plane ride uh, tonight as they head uh, to Arizona. Uh, And then, of course, you're going to be playing the Coyotes. Uh, on Sunday at a six o'clock puck drop here in Winnipeg, which will make the post-game show right around eight thirty. A normal start time. Drew. A normal yeah. start time. <laughs> exactly. Yay. Who needs sleep? Who needs sleep? We're normally Yay, we get to go to eyed. bed by
0: eleven o'clock. We
1: <laughs> we do it all for you, folks, because you keep showing up, and we'll keep showing up as a result. Uh, the Jets were victorious tonight, three-one over the Anaheim Ducks move into first overall in the NHL in terms of the total number of points they've accumulated, that being 54. The New York Rangers are right behind them with 53 in one fewer game played, and the Avalanche also 53 with one more game played than the Jets. So it's fun to watch, but the uh, the next action will be on Sunday as the Jets look to keep everything rolling. When we come back on the Illegal Curve post-game show, we're going to uh, do the tough-duck hardest-hitting comment. We'll tee up tomorrow morning's, or I guess this morning's eight and a half hours from now. The, uh, we'll tee up this morning's Illegal Curve Hockey Show, two hours of Jets talk coming your way back here on our YouTube channel. If there's anything relevant coming out of the Jets dressing room, we'll bring that to you as well. I haven't seen much, but whatever it is, don't go anywhere. The Illegal Curve post-game show with Drew Mendel or with Ezra Ginsberg and yours truly, your host, Drew Mendel, rolls on on this now Saturday morning. Your
0: co-workers love you because you always make them laugh. You're the life of the party with stories that have them rolling on the floor. Or maybe you're just the quiet one in the corner with the one-liners that just slay. Do you have what it takes to become Winnipeg's funniest person with a day job? Try your luck. Hit the stage at Rumors Comedy Club and you could be walking away with $1,000 cash. Winnipeg's funniest person with a day job. Presented by Rumors. For all the details, head to RumorsComedyClub.com.
1: So you're a pizza person, you married a wing person, but somehow your kids are salad people. You can't pick your fam, but you can pick your BP meal deal. Starting from 18.99 for takeout or delivery at bostonpizza.com.
0: The game can change ah! just like that. Accidents happen when you aren't protected. So now what? Getting to your injury quickly can make all the difference. Help prevent them from being game changers with Linden Market Dental Center. Bonding, crowns, bridges, and dental implants. State-of-the-art treatments are available to help you get back in the game. To learn more, visit LindenMarketDentalCenter.com. Creating smiles for life.
1: Whoa, Ezzy, everything okay? You look
0: stressed. Of course I'm stressed. We're moving The house is upside down. The kids failed miserably at packing the fine china. And my life is in chaos. Chaos.
1: Yes, that does sound like a problem. What am I going to do? Ezzy, relax. Rollies transfer moving and storage is the answer. With 60 years of experience in moving Manitobans and a track record of exemplary customer service, one call to Rollies and your stress is gone. No job is too big or too small. Just visit Rollies.com and they will take it from there.
0: Thanks, Dave, and thank you, Roly's Transfer Moving and Storage, online at rollies.com Boston Pizza harnessed Fatalytics to test if the game is better at home or at Boston Pizza. The results are irrefutable. Catch the game at Boston Pizza, powered by Fatalytics.
1: For three generations and over 80 years, tough Duck has been making apparel, that works and plays as hard as the people who wear it. From jackets to work boots and everything in between, Tough Duck's clothing can handle the harshest environments, even the illegal curve hockey show. Work to live, live to play. Visit toughduck.com. Shortly after twelve thirty on Saturday morning, it is the illegal curve post game show. You're still on the left side of the screen, and I'm still on the right side, which is still off-putting to me. But nonetheless, we'll continue soldiering on through you should that be inconvenience. Off-putting. It is off. It is off-putting. You no, know, no, you should uh, be
0: off-putting. P U D D I N G. That's from Between Two Ferns. Jennifer Lawrence and Zach Galifianakis. You haven't seen that one.
1: I haven't seen that one. You're going deep into the uh, recesses of your brain there, my friend. Delphanakis says
0: uh, that's off-putting or something, and Jennifer Lawrence says you should be off-putting
1: it's a good line i get it it's it's funny i just didn't know that i did not know the reference i don't think i saw the i've seen that between two ferns between
0: uh or, or if i did that's i from years ago It's was probably from like 10 years ago
1: yeah well, i mean I, you know i don't think that they i don't know when the last time they made a new between two ferns was so it probably has been uh as certainly a long time that's that's funny though i appreciate that I, i'm not a big pudding guy myself uh, i did have a cookie though earlier i'll admit nice. i did have a cookie chocolate yeah, chips you know, it, it, the Laura and the kids had made them, and and they were in the freezer, and they were sort of like uh, they had some sprinkles, and, and nice. I think they maybe maybe even had some sort of candy cane in it. It was sort of like a, nice. a bit of a Christmas, uh, you know, mash up of a cookie. But you know, beggars choosers, and uh, you know, I don't look like the kind of guy who's ever turned down uh, freezer cookies. So I was glad to uh, take advantage. Well, you of know,
0: cookies are the best out of the freezer.
1: Yeah, well, you got to keep. I, I the people who don't keep their cookies in the freezer, we're going yeah. to have to have a bit of an intervention yeah, about. What them.
0: are people doing, keeping them at room temperature? no nah, you can't. That's no. We're Unless not animals like, here.
1: Yeah, I know. Unless it's like the, it has to be a like totally fresh cookie if it's going to be in room temperature at that point in time. My favorite are peanut butter. Really, not a not a peanut butter guy. I mean, Love not a, a peanut, peanut butter, butter cookie. cookie. Guy. A
0: fresh peanut butter cookie out of the oven. Ooh. Big Daddy likes that.
1: Yeah, big Daddy, Big Daddy knows his cookies, so I'm, I'm not I'm not going to try and mess with the master uh, on this one. Uh, the Jets, as we mentioned, three one victors over the uh, Anaheim Ducks. They sweep the California road trip, or the two games of the California road trip. Uh, the numbers are just incredible. We've talked about them, you know, so often that it it almost becomes rote to continue to speak about them but they just don't give up more than 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 two goals in in a game 25 9 and 4 overall tops in the nhl with 54 points 90 and 2 in their last 11 13 1 and in their last 16 28 straight games giving up three goals or less, the second longest streak in the NHL since 1967. All those stats, courtesy of our buddy, Mike McIntyre. Tomorrow morning, the Illegal Curve Hockey Show, 9 a.m. back here on our YouTube channel. When I said tomorrow morning, I meant later on this morning. You know what I meant, folks. Saturday morning, 9 a.m., the Illegal Curve Hockey Show. Jeff Hamilton of the Winnipeg Free Press is going to join us. Frankie Corrado of TSN is going to join us. Tons of Jets talk more on, we'll talk about Mike uh, Ryan Hartman's comments and you know our thoughts on those comments and the delusional nature of those comments. So there's plenty of things to discuss. So be sure to join us in a little less than eight and a half hours time back here on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe to the channel. That way, you'll get notified each and every time we go live. Ezzy, my friend, do you have a tough duck, hardest hitting comment for us? tonight.
0: Yeah, I do. Lots of good comments. We've okay. still got 400. Yeah. Don't say it yet.
1: You got to play the bumper. The card is in common. There you go. Now you can say it.
0: I got excited. Lots of good comments. We've still got over 400 people watching. We were close to 600 people watching about 15 or 20 minutes ago. So thanks everyone for all the great comments in the chat tonight. And and also, just thanks for watching. If you're not participating in the chat, you know, we've talked about it. I th- I'm sure, Drew, people tell you that they watch the show, but maybe yeah. don't participate in the chat. That's cool, too. Oh, you can yeah. watch the show and not on not chat. But obviously, you know, we welcome everyone to participate in the chat as long as you keep it, you know, nice and friendly and you, you don't, uh, you know, get nasty or anything like that. Tonight, we're going to give it to Brian Harder. We've got the comment. The only
1: people who can get nasty is me against Ezzy or me against Dave. That's it. Only the people people on the screen are allowed to get nasty with one another. We
0: like to keep it in internally within a legal curve. We're going to give it to Brian. Uh, Brian's often in the post-game show chats. Remember the days when the Jets played a lot of their games against the backup goalies. Now, every team is putting their number one goalie against us. Obviously, John Gibson is still the Ducks number one goalie even though Lucas Dostel we got to give him credit 55 saves years. he's the future uh, in net for Anaheim which makes this run even more impressive I agree with you Brian Connor Hellebuck obviously is having another Vesna caliber season but Lauren Bersua has been absolutely excellent as a backup and now yeah now teams have to play their number one goalie uh, against the Jets and the Jets who obviously are going to run with Hellebuck most of the time but they can be sure that they're going to play just as well and they're going to get excellent goaltending if Lauren Bressois is in that. So, Brian, send me an email, Ezra at illegalcurve.com with your mailing info, and Tough Duck will ship a toque out to you. I should mention you could slide into my DMs at ICSEG as well. Uh, but congrats to Brian for the great comment and everybody else who's uh, been joining us on a, a late night post game show.
1: Back to back late nights early morning post game shows and uh it's a lot more fun to do it when all of you are here joining us because if there's if it's just ezzy and i talking to like nobody then it's really kind of weird and and awkward and a little depressing but we're so glad that so many of you were able to join us instead to talk about the winnipeg jets 3-1 victors tonight over the anaheim ducks again one more time i'll remind you before we wrap up tonight it is going to be the illegal curve hockey show 9 a.m. tomorrow here on our YouTube channel subscribe now don't miss a minute Jeff Hamilton's going to join us you know Hammer always brings an interesting perspective and a good solid opinion so we'll be thrilled to talk to him we'll be thrilled to talk to Frank Vitrano as well uh, pardon me Frank Corrado tomorrow I got I got my Franks confused that Vitrano was on the losing side of things Corrado is going to be our guest tomorrow uh, to talk about uh, the Jets as well so lots of fun tomorrow and more on the hullabaloo regarding Hartman. So that is going to be tomorrow's illegal curve hockey show coming up in about, uh, 8 hours and 20 minutes, which means it's time for Ezzie and I to go to bed. If you haven't already done so tonight, smash the like button, subscribe to the channel, leave us some feedback, leave us some comments. We want to hear what you have to say about our show and be sure to tell your friends and tell your family the best place to be after each and every Winnipeg Jets game. And again on Saturday mornings is the illegal curve YouTube channel. Want to say a huge thank you to all of our sponsors. They make this all possible. Our friends at Rumors Restaurant and Comedy Club, Linden Market Dental Center, Zappia Group Realty, Farmery Beer, home of Illegal Curve Lager. If you haven't already picked one up for the weekend, be sure to check it out, number two, Donald Street. That's where you can get it and also available on all of the delivery apps. Get your Illegal Curve beer. It tastes great and goes perfect with an Illegal Curve hockey show and an Illegal Curve post-game show. Our friends at Rollie's Transfer have been with us for years. Our friends at Seagram's, Boston Pizza, and of course at Tough Duck. Hang on. (coughs) I need a little water to get through the end of this uh, wrap-up here as my voice is going as well. Uh, And of course, Betway is the title sponsor of the Illegal Curve post-game show. Support these fine businesses because of their continued support of illegal curve hockey. The next post game show is Saturday is Sunday night, about eight thirty PM. Our next broadcast is to, is this morning at nine AM in about eight hours and twenty minutes. Be sure to join us back here. Tons of Jets talk coming your way for Ezra Ginsburg. Thanks to so many of you for joining us. I'm your host, Drew Mindell Until. This morning, in about eight hours, we wish you good night and good luck and thanks for watching the Illegal Curve post-game show.
0: Thanks for listening to this broadcast from Illegal Curve Hockey. For more great Illegal Curve content, subscribe to the Illegal Curve YouTube channel, follow at Illegal Curve on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and visit your online home for hockey in Winnipeg, IllegalCurve.com.